0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. This week, we've got five-time, 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 five-time world champion. I think I said that five times. Booker T on the show. So excited. Former WWE backstage cohort here on the show talking about all the stuff you'd want to hear him talking about. But first... First, I just got to get this out of the way real fast. If you're watching this on video, if you're on the YouTube channel, what's up? I appreciate it. But make sure you pick up your phone, wherever it is. I know it's in your general vicinity. Pick it up and go subscribe to the of Character podcast feed because you're not just going to get this show on audio. You also get... Every week, Raw and SmackDown Roundup episodes as well. I'm breaking each show down, segment by segment, giving you my thoughts on everything that happens. So make sure that you're subscribed to the Out of Character podcast feed. I don't want you to miss out. I'm looking out for you. I know that you want to hear what I think about the shows, and this is your chance to do it. Now, without that all out of the way, here's my conversation with five-time world champion and WWE NXT commentator Booker T. Booker, I appreciate you taking the time today. I want to start this episode the same way I start off every episode of the show, and that's asking my guest, how much of your real true self is there in your on-screen persona?
1: Uh, man, uh, I, guess, I guess a lot of it, um, in, in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways, not. Um, uh, of course, I try to tap into my real-life experiences to make me feel a certain way. You know when I'm doing something to make me react you know just like say for instance I've been in a real fight before so I know how to react when I get hit in the eye you know, <laughs> or hit it in the mouth it really doesn't hurt that bad you know it, you know pisses you off more than than it hurt. you know what I mean <laughs> so um, I use that but but I still try to um, take myself to a place to where I've never been before also because it's, it's art you know um, and, and if you're just thinking about your yourself and the way you are all the time you're never going to be able to reach You know, your full potential as a performer. Uh, Excuse me, as a performer. Just did NXT last night, so my voice is a little worse. You gotta, gotta excuse me for that. But uh, you gotta be willing to um, expand, you know, if you wanna be a great performer.
0: Do you think there's a difference between your on screen persona when you were a full time wrestler and the way you are now when you're just a commentator broadcaster?
1: No, I mean, I really think both are the same. Even you know, when I do commentating, um, I'm not like my like myself self. You know, I have to tap into, you know, um, a character you know that I feel comfortable with in order to really portray what's going on on screen. I just can't talk about it like Booker T would. It, it wouldn't sound right. Um, um, so I'm I'm still thinking about there again the performance, um, the entertainment side, even though. Um, a lot of my commentary is a lot of, you know, who I am as well, because, you know, like just say, for instance, last night I was talking about Sir Mix a lot, uh, you know, double up, double up, you know, that's my music, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and you gotta be able to, you know, bring it uh, to the forefront, especially, uh, when you got people listening to you that come from, you know, that same culture that you
0: did. I was listening to LL Cool J on the way here to the studio and- It was Mama Said Knock You Out, which is a fairly popular song. And I was listening to the lyrics for the first time, like paying attention to the lyrics. And I was like, damn, he's talking about like shooting someone and stuff. And this song, like LL Cool J is harder than I than I remember.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that that. But then again, you'd be able to draw from that, you know, and you'd be able to use that. I remember having a chance to do a do a scene with um, LL Cool J and, you know, um, you think. Like you were just saying that you didn't think he was that hard, but when I met him in in person, I was like, man, this dude looks hard. <laughs> you know? He looked like he'd been there, and he was he was he was a little bigger than I was. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute here. No, no, God, no. Seriously, yeah, you're dropping that.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, okay, so you said that there are differences between your on-screen persona and your off-screen personality. What words would you use to describe just you yourself at home, your off-screen personality?
1: Stupid, back, funny. You know, what I mean, I, I try to keep everybody laughing at home. Um, I, I, I'm, I joke around. I do stupid stuff with the kids. You know, so I'm. I'm, I'm definitely. Um, I, I try to be as regular as I possibly can be. Um, when people meet me and 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 they talk to me and they go, "Wow, man, you're just so regular," and then they say, "But they say, but I see you on TV. So it's like it's like all the time, you know, you know." But for me. Um, you know, just trying to be as regular as I possibly can, I think is what keep me focused and and keep me driven to, you know, just keep doing what I'm doing.
0: You actually used a word that I would use to describe you just from an outsider perspective, and that's driven. Like I look at you and I was like, trying to figure out what maybe like some of your hobbies are or like what you do when you're not working. But then I was like, man, you know, this guy has kind of turned all his hobbies into some kind of job in some way where he's like making a business out of it. And it's so cool to me that you're driven to kind of like always be doing and giving back and, and, and still, you know, creating when, you know, you've had such a successful career as it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought about retiring when I was 30. Uh, I was trying to figure out how how, how am I going to get away, you know, get out of the business. I'm going to walk away from this Um, and still be able to um, have a, productive life still be able to move forward and still be able to create um and i i I somehow figured it out um like you say um wrestling is my it's, it's my hobby but it's my trade at the same time and you know to have my wrestling school now for 18 years working with so many young people trying to get them to the next level it's you know i've been so deep into work i haven't been you know um uh, you know, too, too, uh, I haven't been thinking so too much about anything else other than work. And now I'm doing it with NXT where I got a, a lot more students to work with and they're picking my brain. So it's just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm in my best life, you know I mean? You you live, you know, today we're going tomorrow, you know, we just lost Anthony Rumble Johnson at 38 years old, you know, UFC fighter, you know, um, you know, Bellator fighter, mixed martial artist. And, you know, you just, you know, you just put the work in. And, you know, when, when you remember it at the end, you know, that, it's the work that you do in the middle, you know, um, that, that really, really counts. So I'm just, just still trying to put the work in.
0: Dang, you thought okay, so wait, you were thinking about retiring at 30?
1: Yeah, I started thinking about retirement at 30 years old. That's crazy. Um, I start thinking about how how I was gonna walk away from just because I got a chance to sit next to, you know, one of my heroes, um, Wahoo McDaniel. And he was like in his fifties at that time and he was pretty beat up and you know, he had a little trouble putting his boots on, and I was like, "Man, I got to figure out how to get out of out of the business, um, and still be able to, you know, move around." Like, I don't have any hip replacements or knee replacements. Uh, show none of that stuff. You know, I had my knee scope twice when I was when I was working, but I figured out how to perform um, a certain way and still be able to entertain the fans, you know, to the highest level. Um, and then there again, prepare myself to be able to walk away from this and. Still be able to have fun, you know, uh, because I think that's what life is about. You know, having fun every day. Every day you wake up, you should be thinking about trying to have some fun. Work, of course, you got you got to put the work in, but um, you know, having fun is very very important.
0: It's cool to hear, you know, because I I, a lot of times on this show, I'm talking most of the time on this show, I'm talking to current wrestlers who are on the the main roster right now or NXT, and so you know, I'm hearing them talk about working with guys like you or you know triple h or whatever uh undertaker uh, but it's cool for me to talk to someone like you who has those interactions with the the, the even older legends you know the the, the super legends like a wahoo mcdaniel or you were trained by ivan Putski. like it's cool to hear someone you know talk about what that older generation was like because i feel like it's so different those guys are so different than, and the way they ran the business was so different than what you see now
1: yeah, it is. I mean, it was um different. Um, but it was a different time, you know, different era, you know. And, you know, that's just that's just generational. Um, and I, I think about what I had of of course and the um the mentors that actually, you know, guided me through. And then I see myself now in that same position, you know, with a lot of young kids. And and I tell you, man, they they come and they pick my brain and they want to know exactly what it takes to get to the top you know what it takes to to work at the at the at the main event level and um and like i say for me um uh, i have no ego or anything like that uh I, I i don't have an itch to scratch or anything like that either you know as far as getting back in the ring you know so for me to be able to pass that knowledge on and for these young kids to you know really uh be able to take it in and you know, take them, you know, take their careers to the next level. It's it's amazing, you know, it, it, and I can't really tell you, can't really um, tell you or explain, you know, how much I really get from something like that, you know, but it's, it's the coolest thing in the world.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I, I can imagine, you know, when you kind of help, catapult someone and you get to see them live their dream, I I can only imagine it's one of the most rewarding feelings there is in your position and why you would do it for 18 years, because you just want to kind of keep chasing that again, you know?
1: Yeah, I can only imagine how many young kids, you know, one day gonna be, you know, when they go into the Hall of Fame, they're gonna be thanking me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be crazy man you know but that's where i think uh my stride um i think that's where i feel like i do my best work um and that's you know patting you know these young kids on the back and telling them that you know how, how how good they really are you know and how far they're really going to go uh, i think that's what i'm, I'm I think that's my best, you know, one of my greatest assets.
0: When they come to you and they ask you that question, which is a very vague, hard to answer question of like what it takes to the to get to the top, do you have like a like a, an answer you give to the person who you don't think is actually going to make it to the top versus the ones you do think are going to make it to the top? I
1: mean, the ones that I, I don't think that's going to make it to the top or make it to the next level, I, I, I'm I'm brutally honest. You know, um, because it's a a brutally honest business, you know what I mean? Only the strong survive, you know, in the wrestling business, you know, so if someone don't have it, you know, I I tell them to look in the mirror, you know, uh, check the guy that's next to you, you know, and you got to understand and and know if you're better than that guy and you know it, you can't lie to yourself Uh, and the ones that that do have it, you know, I, I tell them, you know, to. You know, understand what you know. Having a playbook means um, under, understanding what it means to, you know, uh, work and, and perform. At, you know, and and I don't like giving six secrets away or anything like that. That's why I try to talk in code. <laughs> 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 I'm, ser- no, I'm serious. You know, I'm, no, that makes I'm sense always, totally. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm serious. Because they gotta they gotta come to the school and pay for that. <laughs> it's five grand if you if anybody wants to know. <laughs> but, but now um, knowing the, uh, the, the I, I, like I was explaining uh, to some of the guys at NXt uh, um just just yesterday um uh, before I uh, before I left and uh, I was talking to him I said, hey wrestling is like you know the, the great the great wrestlers I say you know just picture yourself as as, as a mechanic, okay and you, you think you're a really, really good mechanic, okay? And you, you take the, you take an engine apart, um, you know, 455 big block engine, you take it apart, you know what I mean, piece by piece, you know what I mean, because you want to lube it up, you want to get it all ready, you want to make sure it's going to weather the storm for years, and then you put it back together exactly the way you took it apart. But when you put it together, it's still four or five pieces over there, and you go, damn it, what? I, I missed something. But then you see it's, it's together. You crank it, and it and it cranks, and it sounds perfect. And then you ride down the road, and, and you get two blocks, boom, and everything blow up. And you realize you needed those five pieces. That's what wrestling is. You cannot leave one piece out because that's, that's what the engine runs on. And, and it's a very, very simple concept. And then they go, oh, man, OK, all right. It makes them and start to think. And that's what I need them to do. First of all, start thinking.
0: All right. Well, I'm not going to ask you for more lessons because you got to pay for the rest of those lessons, people. <laughs> that's and that's five grand. <laughs> <laughs> you all owe Booker T five grand now for that little bit of wisdom. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are you currently enjoying most about doing the commentary again? I'm
1: having fun. I think that's what I think that I'm, I, I think that's it more than anything. Uh, I think. Having fun, I, I said that earlier. It's very important getting that weekly dose. Uh, uh, sitting at that table, watching those young guys go out there and perform at a very high level, and 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 then to add my form of commentary is uh is pretty pretty cool because I'm not a contr- uh, excuse me a traditional uh, commentator or anything like that. I don't uh claim to you know uh, you know be like Michael Cole or. It is, I can't do that, but I can still, <laughs> but, but I can entertain you. I can make you go, man, this is, this is fun as well as I, I can be a, very educational. Um, and I can really make the match feel like it's something really, really going on at the same time. And I think that's what wrestling is. Um, you got to You got to Wrestling is not like boxing. It's not like MMA, you know, that, that, those sports are brutal you know what i mean wrestling is a relief you know i remember the old grandma with the brick in the purse you know trying to whack somebody back in the day you know you know just coming to the matches one the house you know some fun every time i i go to a, a convention and and i and i hear the stories you know from over the years all of the stories are so great. All the stories about, man, we had so much fun. Man, I remember, you know, the, the night when y'all tried to get, you know, the Undertaker to do the Spinneroone. You know, it that's what wrestling is. So that's what I think about when I do it. And, and, and that's the only way I can do it. And, and if you don't want that, you gotta get rid of me and replace me and put somebody else out there. <laughs>
0: I always think about that too, though. That like wrestling's supposed to be fun because sometimes people, the, the 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 most hardcore fans they get so stuck in the like this is a serious thing, like the world title, serious blah blah. And I also like feel like we forget that fun is the thing that brought us to to wrestling. Like it's it's fun. It's a twenty four. It's it's a, a three sixty five. It's always happening. It's something that is always there for us to to get us our mind off of the regular. World that we're dealing with, and just have fun, and so you know, yeah.
1: I think I think it's a little bit of everything, you know. I mean, it's those moments, you know, those world title moments. It's, you got to have some seriousness, um, you know, going into you know some of those matches. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just like we did the contract signing last night, and it was very entertaining. Um, but when those guys, you know, show up next week, you know, when Wesley and, and Carmelo Hayes show up for that North American Championship match next tuesday night those guys better be ready to go and ready to perform at the highest level and show me something i'm serious now that part it a, is a it's a switch right there so for me that's the part i love because wrestling is a little bit of everything it's to be embellished and that's what i love about it
0: but you even, you know, back in the day, I feel like you did a good job of, like, towing that line between, like, being serious when the moment called for it in a promo, but still being entertaining and fun where, like, I was laughing at you being very serious because, of like, the words that you would say like, oh, man, this guy's going to kick that guy's ass or whatever. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I do think that. And I actually was talking about it on my uh, Raw recap show this week where I felt like Riddle and Gable are two really good examples of people who can, like, be fun in backstage segments, make you laugh, make you entertain, shoosh, bong, all that kind of stuff. But then when they get in the ring against each other, like you're getting a technically sound match between two top level athletes.
1: Well, that's what wrestling has always been for me, um, to be able to make you laugh, you know, um, be able to make you cry and then tick you off at the same time to what you really want to see that guy get, 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 get beat. You know, so I mean, I get it. I understand where a lot of fans come from. But for me, wrestling has always been, you know, that form of entertainment where I've been able to escape when I stopped um, doing this, you know, back in 1990. And I was sneaking from one side of town, you know, like in the neighborhood. while well, my homeboys were, they were hardcore <laughs> brothers. I'm sneaking to the other side to go play wrestler. <laughs> you know, it was the coolest thing in the world, you know, to be able to escape. You know, and, 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 and I was like, you know, I was an army character. I was G.I. bro. I'm like, you know, I, I always wanted to be the army. You know what I mean? So for me, that's what wrestling has always been, uh, you know, caught some shrapnel Um, You know, from that scar in the back, some shrapnel from back in Grenada. You know, when I just making up stories. You know, I'm saying that's a story I told back in the day. You know, like Grenada.
0: Grenada. Just throw (laughs) that out there because it sounded good. You know, (laughs) it sounded good.
1: It sounded real good. (laughs) So, you know, that's what wrestling. For me, it's always been, man, yeah. When it. did
0: you finally tell your friends, like, hey, man, I've been dressing up on the other side of town in face paint a- a- as a, as an army officer and wrestling?
1: Well, I, I didn't really tell anybody, uh, but when they, they did find out about it, and a lot of my friends thought I was pretty stupid. <laughs> they, 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 that's not going to work out. Wait, anymore. so they,
0: you, you didn't tell
1: them? They just found out on their own? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I was on a local show here in Houston and uh, and it came on every saturday night <laughs> and they got a chance to see me uh performing and uh, look I got me mean, you know I look kind of it, it, it could it could look kind of stupid to a lot of people you know um but for me uh, I found something that I loved when when I first got into the wrestling ring it was like deja vu It seemed like I had been there my whole life i said man this is something i think i can do you know i feel like you know i might can, I, I might can figure this out and um you know, lo and behold, you know, the rest is history.
0: How did you get your? start How do you get from Houston to to WCW? Where? How did you get your foot in the door in WCW?
1: You know, just follow my brother around. My brother, um, you know, got a tryout in, uh, in the Global Wrestling Federation. I followed him down there, and you know, the guy saw me and he said, "Who was that?" You know, he's that's my brother. And, and um, you know, fast forward, you know, they, we created a tag team. Do you have any experience? And, we wrestled in the Global Wrestling Federation and the tag team for like eighteen months, and Sid Vicious called us at the Sportatorium one night in Dallas, Texas, from Atlanta, Georgia, and said, "Hey man, how would you guys like to come to WCW?" And like, man, we love to come to WCW. We never did independent shows or anything like that. We just worked at that show. It was on television, ESPN, so we was just waiting to get discovered. <laughs> And that's what happened.
0: That's crazy. Like the sportatorium legendary arena for wrestling, you got Sid vicious calling you.' You're, it's like it's like a you're going to WCW. like that's such like a mix of so much pro wrestling history in one night right there for you. That's awesome,
1: yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Um, actually stayed with Sid Vicious for about three months um in his apartment as well. He was a good dude. Um I give Sid all the credit as far as um getting us that big break. In WCW, we was in the main event, uh, our first pay per view in WCW <laughs> WarGames, uh, the 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 uh, the uh, pay per view that Dusty Rose created. Got to got to got to think that's something pretty special.
0: I, I love that they're doing WarGames at Survivor Series this year. I- I'm I've loved the ones they did in NXT, and I feel like the main roster uh, uh, they're gonna kill it uh, being able to do that at Survivor Series now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everything right now um, is a buzz uh, right now. Is- Everything seemed to be clicking. Um, Everybody seems to be on point as far as going out and trying to bring the best out of their performances. I don't think um, it's been a better time than than right now, at at least in quite some time.
0: I watch a lot of uh, WCW from that era you're talking about, uh, that we were just talking about. Uh, I watched WCW Saturday Night a bunch before bed, just because I wasn't really, I started watching in the Attitude Era and we didn't have access to every single match, like we do now on the internet, so I'll, I go back and I'm kind of like watching stuff, and I love that era of like early '90s WCW Saturday Night. Uh, what do you remember most from from those tapings?
1: Man, uh, I tell you, man, uh, I, I miss WCW. I had a great time getting you know polished up, cutting my teeth in WCW, working with a, a lot of a lot of great talent. Uh, just getting a chance to um, just getting a chance more than anything. And that's what, that's the only thing that I, I was looking for in WCW with a, a chance and an opportunity. And um, I got several opportunities in that company. And every time I got an opportunity, I, I pretty much cashed in on it, you know, it's almost like, you know, uh, when I got the television championship, uh, it was because Rick Martel had forgot his boots. He didn't. He, he forgot his boots, and he was supposed to win the championship that night from the Disco Inferno, and uh, he just he thought he was coming to TV just to do an interview, and uh, so, but they still had to get the title off Disco, so they say, Book, we're gonna put the title on you, and we're gonna give the Rick, Rick Martell, Rick you know, a couple of weeks down the road, whatnot. We'll figure that out. We're gonna put it on you tonight." And I was thinking, man, you put the title on me, you're never gonna get it back. <laughs> You know what I mean? I was like, I'm gonna hold on to that title forever. What are you thinking? It's almost like giving me this NXT job. Wade Barrett's never gonna get his job back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you think? <laughs> you should have that. I was always looking for, to come up, man. It's like Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe. Let's all go out. You never get back here.
0: You know, Wait, so. Bear's about to get Wally pipped by you over there. He's just gonna. <laughs> I had him on the show a few weeks ago, and I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. Are you just gonna give your seat back to Pat? And he was like, I'm probably gonna have to. He was like, but Booker T, I'll fight for it. Booker T, I'll fight uh, for that seat.
1: Uh, he, like I said, they they, they they might send him back to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's so we got, we, we're having budget cuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it's so funny to hear you say that about the television title because, like, yeah, you really, like, I, when I think of you, besides your world title run, like, I think about you and the television title. And so it's funny to hear, like, that that you weren't even supposed to get it because that's, like, that's what you tell people to do. Like, hey, you take that opportunity. You just, like you hold on tight and don't give it back to anybody else. And like, it really did help elevate your career after that.
1: Nah, man. Um, it put me on the map as far as a singles wrestler go. Um, I always, I never knew how good I was or anything like that. Um, but the television championship gave me a, that first opportunity for the world to see, you know, how good Booker T really was. A lot of people thought I was, I was, I was good. You know, um, I was, I had the opportunity in my career, early career to work with you know, steamboat, you know, Mr. Perfect, you know, Rick Flair, you know guys like that, and um, and all those guys wanted to work with me. You know, I guess it was like a test or something. I, and I never really, I always, always knew I was talent. I always knew I was better than everybody in the locker room. I just didn't know how good I was. <laughs> it's one of those type of deals. Do you
0: think you were kind of but, hesitant to go solo because it was a family thing? Like you didn't want to leave your brother hanging either? Nah,
1: it wasn't anything like that. Uh, my brother and I, we we had a good thing going. Um, running that tag team thing was great. Um, I think if I would have started out as a singles wrestler, my career wouldn't have lasted as long. I think when when I did finally become a singles wrestler, it totally reinvented me. I tell these young guys, if you don't know how to change with the times, the times will pass you by. So I think everything for me was, uh, it was very, very meticulous as far as trying to make transitions along the road in my career, just like drawing, you know, like shaving, you know the mustache and then you know growing a beard and then drawing grit you know, my dreadlocks you know everything for me i tried to change with the evolution of time just so these young kids this young generation i wouldn't get lost in it you know what i mean so for me um i think having a tag team partner it definitely um prolonged uh, my wrestling career
0: you and jericho are definitely like a good example from that from that era of guys who reinvented themselves to kind of change with the times and stay current. And I feel like now Seth Rollins is like that guy who's, and Miz too, to some degree, but Seth and Miz are kind of always kind of like changing their character up like a little bit, staying true to who they are as, you know, that person, that character, but doing something new to feel fresh. And I, and I think that's important.
1: I mean, just think about it for a second. If Seth Rollins was the same Seth Rollins that, came in and you know when he was i mean what was this what tyler black right <laughs> <Can> You imagine <laughs> he'd be done he'd be finished and you know he wrapped up you know so it, it it is and it really is about entertaining i've seen people you know say some of the you know most ludicrous things about you know what wrestling is and none of those guys you know have, have never made it to the, a major level or anything in wrestling you know so you got to be smart uh you got to know how to think about you know your longevity what do you what do you what, what what's most important um in, in this business for for me it was you know longevity and my health you know um if I, if if I had if I had my health um you know in my in longevity the money was good that's obsolete. Awesome that's a that's a no brainer you know what i mean so trying to make sure you weather in this storm is so freaking important
0: you saying right there you know <laughs> the criticisms from people who have never made it to the top of the mountain uh, and not listening to them is, is that kind of why you're so good at because you do get you're able to rile up the wrestling fans on social media fairly easily, and I every like week I see a new Booker T headline like Booker T, this and people freaking out about some kind of criticism you had. Is that kind of why you're able to not let it affect you because you know that your opinions hold more weight since you've been to the top?
1: That, that's what that's one uh, that's one reason. Um, I, I know what it's like, I, I've been there, I've done it. I've, I got a school I've had for 18 years. I got a wrestling promotion. I got a little small television show as well called reality. I've been around, I've done this. Um, and then when I hear people um, talk about it that has never done it, you know, um, it, it doesn't bother me at all. When I when I say something on social media though, um, or I say something on my radio hall of fame, my radio show hall of fame, it's the truth. I never speak, um, you know, anything other than the truth. I don't do anything to belittle anyone. Um, And whatever I say on my show, I'm willing to say it in someone's face. And they know it, they know it. You know what I mean? So uh, everything is real Um, um, when you hear it come from Booker T. And and, and what's really, really cool, what's really, really cool is that the guys that that know, they don't say nothing (laughs) that's been around, that know me, you know they because they, they, they know I'm right uh, uh, ten times out of ten times. Uh, I'm normally right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that confidence there. But also, I can attest to the fact that you are brutally honest in person and on camera because I remember my first episode of WWE backstage. I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm like I'm like I'm like so nervous all day. I finally get on camera. I hadn't really talked to I, we had our production meeting, but I was very focused on what I was gonna say. And I'll never forget, like, I come on camera, and the first thing Booker T does is make fun of my beard on live TV in front of millions of people. And I'm just like, like, oh, man. But after I went and looked, and I was like, made a good point. I did need to fix my beard up a little bit. Clean it
1: up, bro. Clean it (laughs) up. I was talking about one of my students, one of my former students, um, um, Duke Hudson. Um, he's on NXT uh, maybe two, three weeks ago, and I was talking about how you know I feel like he's slacking, and I feel like he's playing with house money. You know what I mean? And one thing about this business, the, the hourglass, the sand in the hourglass is running out. And he called me backstage and he go, Book, I need to talk to you." <laughs> you know, so for me, I'm gonna shoot on these guys and let them know, hey, when you slacking, I'm gonna let you know. I might say it in a certain way, but know if I'm saying something. A lot of times, you know, you got to know how to read into it, um, and, and 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 ten times out of ten, is to help you, that, like the beard, you know, <laughs> beard. Get, your, get, your, get, your, get your game right, man. I, back then, I had a lot of beard products. You I did, kept. you were, yeah, no, you were beard <laughs> product out, dude. You were super beard product out,
0: and my hair too. Yeah. My hair, my hair was messed up. My beard. I was so focused Ugh. on what I was, and it's a lesson for anyone who wants to get into entertainment. I was so focused on the contents of what I was gonna be doing on camera that I didn't think about all this. I was just thinking yeah. about what I was oh, gonna man. say. And Amen. then, yeah, I never made that mistake again. No, you on the know show. what
1: the thing is, you recognize it though. You know, that's the one thing, you know, you recognize it. And 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 you didn't make that mistake again. That's what this thing is about. For me, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna peep game. I'm gonna you know peep you to the game. You know what I mean? If you're walking around, if your collars up, you know I'm gonna say, hey man, let me let me help you out, bro. I don't want you going out like that. You know what I mean? Your fly is <laughs> open. You know you walking out on national TV. You think you look cool? He hey, did bro, that. Take- you did
0: that once for me too. I remember like I think I had like a tag or something still on my suit, and you were like, bro. Like got it off
1: for me. I, yeah, I think was the bottom of your jacket. Yeah, it was you know like the mean? bottom yeah, of my the jacket. Yeah. Of your jacket like, let me, you, you can't, I can't let you go out like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, no, man. That's that's what I'm about. Uh, you know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna. Uh, you know, uh, let somebody. You know, go out and <laughs> embarrass themselves. You know, even when they don't even know it. You know what I mean? Uh, if give them game when you know, like I say, when someone else would just want to let them go out and you know screw it up you know just because they got some kind of agenda for me man I want I want everybody to come up you know what I mean that's what you know this life you know right now we're living in is so toxic you know I I want everybody to be able to be able to catch a flight and go overseas or you know go to the islands and experience it's I've had the greatest experience in life being a kid that you know grew up in South Park Texas who didn't Get on a flight until you got into this wrestling business. And my first flight was to Japan, Tokyo. That was your first <laughs> flight? My first flight I ever, <gasps> you know, um, took was. To Tokyo, Japan. We were
0: just Japan. talking before we started recording about how you never get used to traveling. And now I know why you started with Japan. That's an awful flight to start uh, with but, but, but it was an eye-opening
1: experience. But it's go, so long. Wow, <laughs> I say this is what life is, you know. But when I got there and I experienced the way the Japanese culture was, the way they lived, I go, wow, this is the way life could really be. It was it was so awesome. And I want everybody, I want every young person to be able to experience that you know and the only way that can happen is you know people come together and quit fighting you know um, all the time i just want to get that out there
0: man oh dude i complete not- i completely not- agree not- i also hate yeah. the constant fighting dude i also i think like i keep seeing all this talk of like elon musk and twitter and how he's making all these changes and i'm like honestly dude if twitter goes away it might not be the worst thing for everybody
1: it might be a good thing. You it know might be I, a good thing. I don't, thing. Think, I don't, I don't I think they're going to fight like crazy the same day. It's not going to go anywhere, but it might be a good thing, you know, because people are so toxic and looking to want to drag somebody down, you know, and in, in this business, in this wrestling business, I must say so many, I was just talking about Dusty Rhodes, um, just last night on the, on the show. And I was talking about the legends, the gods of the, of the sport and dusty was one of them and he told me um one time you know when i came back through the curtain he said you know they won't put you on first no mo Dusty, he didn't have to say that and he didn't he, he he probably didn't realize how much those words really meant to me to the to the to the to the point that i still hold on to them to this day at 57 years old they won't put you on first no mo man they let me know bro I'm, i got something if Dusty says something like that, you know? So, yeah, man, it's all about bringing people
0: up. At what point in your WCW run was that, when he said that to you?
1: That was before any TV titles or anything. Crazy. Yeah, you know, I was a kid, you know, you know, out on a house show going out performing, and, you know, I come back through the curtain and Dusty say, no, it was a TV, and I come back through the curtain and Dusty say, no, nah, the um, the nah, they won't put you on first no more. And I was like, yeah, man, that that was, that was just, it was an eye-opening experience, you know, uh, because I wasn't born in the business or anything like that, but I've always studied the great ones. And Dusty was always high on that list as far as guys that I studied as being one of the greatest entertainers that I had ever seen. Guy that could move the people to the point to where you would get up and go and buy a ticket to, to show up at that arena to, you know, to cheer for, for that man, you know, so, um, yeah, yeah. It was it was unbelievable, you know, um getting something like that from you know, someone like
0: Dusty. Well, I don't want to not talk about your world title run at all or your time as world champion in WCW since there was a couple of them. Um was it frustrating to have your first WCW title win be overshadowed by all that drama with Vince, Vince Russo, and Hulk Hogan?
1: And I was making so much money back then, and none of that stuff fazed me at all. That's what- <laughs>
0: you might say that cuz like well man I was, everything was going good for me so they can they can have all that happen whatever i did
1: not, you know what it didn't bother me one bit you know um the night i won the title I, I don't I don't think people remember i had wrestled earlier that night um, against uh, chris canyon and um, i was like you know and when all the drama came down with Hogan, you know, whatnot, not, I, I, that wasn't my business. All right. It really wasn't. Yeah. I was like, man, do I need to stick around or not? I actually remember asking the question, guys, do I need to stick around or get out, you know, bounce up out of here. And they tell me, no, nah, stick around. You win the world title.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm like, okay, let me stick around and, just,
0: and see what's going to happen. Don't want a Rick Martell situation know. happening, you know? I'm serious, I,
1: I'm serious. I I really was, I, I was that, you know, um, You know, I wasn't taken aback or anything. I was totally that, um, um, I, I, I don't even know what the word to use. Uh, but I was just totally unaffected by what was going on. Maybe. That's, that maybe that's, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, I just did not really care um that much. I had never won the world title um, uh, you know, at that point. Um, but um when they told me you yeah, stick around, you win the world title, all the drama happened. And then I had about 10 minutes or less to prepare to go out and win the world title. That, that was what my night was. Um, and it was a, it was an epic night. It was a history making night too. It's something that people gonna, you know, I wonder if people would remember my world type first title run without that um, as much as they do with it.
0: I think they would have just because I think as someone who was watching WECW at the time, I remember- I don't know,
1: I don't know, I don't know man, just think. They think how big of a night that was for wrestling.
0: Oh no, it was huge. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, just, I mean, but I, I think it would think still no be remembered. I think your you winning the WCW title would still be remembered as much, strictly because you were someone what? that like the fans were hoping would would get there finally. You know I
1: think I think it would have. You know what I mean? Just like they thought um, you know, that about Ron Simmons when he won it. But do you think Ron Simmons title ring would have been more remembered if he had that controversy around it like I did?
0: It's a great question. That's a great question because that is. I mean, think about it for one moment. Because you, because of all that, you are like your that moment is like on every on lists that of big moment moments is, that, in wrestling. Moment and is, it's bigger than anything. Yeah, true, true. Come on, man, come on! I want the controversy true yeah you you did win the controversy that's true you one hundred percent came out the best out of all I'm of that
1: here so I that for me it was I welcomed it it was great when you look at it from that perspective a lot of people may not think it that way but when if you look at it from this perspective do you really think people would have remembered my night more without that I don't think so
0: it's a great way I of looking at it that's it. a great way of looking at it Good. for sure does that mean then you know, because the next what, like ten months or something like that, are fairly tumultuous in the company. But similarly, you're riding high during all of that. Did it? Was it the same way? Just kind of unaffected? Because you're like, well, this is still the best, like my career has ever been. So why would I care about all that?
1: I lost the world title, won it, lost it, won it, lost it, and won it four times in, in WCW. So, so for me, I was just playing with house money at that I did not all I, only thing I was scared about at that time was I knew the company was going down. I knew the company was going to fold. I, I just knew that in my head. I you know, no one had told me that or anything like that. I just felt something I don't know just like you know, the old, the old guys say, I felt something in my bones. <laughs> something was going to happen. So I uh, I started preparing uh, myself um for the, the end of WCW. Um And that was to to, to perform at the highest level to go out and give the fans, you know, some great matches, you know, some great t- content. And when, 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 when the light went out, um, you know, I would be, I would be ready. And that's exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened. I mean, I don't know how I knew it was going to happen, but I knew it was going to happen. And, and um, I, I put myself in a great position. Did I, did I know I was going to win the world title on the final night um, from, from Scott Steiner? I, I had no idea, but, I, I was in a great position, and they said, hey, you're the guy. And how that happened, man, it just, you know, by the grace of God, as well as preparation was the only luck I was going to have. I was I was better than all those guys at that time, and it, and I got blessed for it. Man, I, I don't know how. It's crazy. It's crazy how, how stuff happens.
0: Oh, dude. In that time period, you were like, my guy, dude. Like, I remember that time period. I was like so pumped when you won it on the final Nitro. I was, when you were winning, in the, when you finally got in the main event scene, I was excited. I think your guys' theme song, the Harlem Heat theme, one of the best theme songs of all time. Like, I yeah, I I was so happy that you won that on the final Nitro, just because you did kind of embody, embody what WCW meant for a long time. So it was cool to see you get that kind of final nod
1: for me it uh it meant everything because i started at the bottom of that company at the bottom all the way at the, at the lowest of the totem pole you know and um i ended up at the top of the company at the end at the end of the day i closed that company down man i was the world champ uh at the end of the night when the company closed. i mean that i made history i made history uh and no one to ever be able to change it, no one, no one to ever be able to change it. And it was all just because of freaking some hard work and someone seeing um, my talent and uh, being in the right place at the right time. Wow, what a, what a freaking story, bro.
0: Do you get to keep those belts when they went under?
1: No, nah, man, I never uh, kept the belts, I didn't, I didn't keep any of those belts, man. I, you know what, none of this stuff, <laughs> I, none of it really meant anything to me, I, I mean. I didn't look at wrestling I've never looked at wrestling like that. Wrestling is, for me has always just been a job. So that's the only thing it's ever been. I, I've never looked at wrestling as anything other than it's my job. Um the 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 championship, um, you know, which which, you know, like just say the the um the belt championship, you know, like I got on my wall back here. Um I never really cared about that. What I what I cared about was the title. You know, the t- the title being, you know, the world champion, yep. Yep. you know, you know, you're the guy that's carrying the company, you're the guy that we're giving the ball to, you know, and, and you know, we were believing in you to, you know, um, you know, pull the load, you know, because when you're the champ, you know, when you when you when you're the work when you when when you, when you when you got the title, excuse me when you got the title, you you're doing the outside work as well as the inside work. you're champion in the ring, out of the ring all the time. It's a hell of a job. you know, so for me, uh, that responsibility, I think I look forward to more than anything.
0: Well, Booker, I appreciate you being on here so much. I normally have a, a closing question and I had a bunch of WWE stuff too, but as a old school attitude Era fan, I had to get all that WCW stuff out of the way. And and now we got a reason for you to come on in the future again. So we'll have to make it happen. Booker, uh, make sure you guys check him out on NXT, doing commentary every week. Wade Barrett. The voice. The voice of NXT. uh, You get that. uh, Wade Barrett, you've got your warning here. So there we go. Uh, Booker, appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Have a great day.
1: Boom, later, brother.
0: All right, that was my conversation with Booker T. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As much as I did, I think I said five time at the top of the show. I think he's technically a six time, but he calls himself five time WCW champion. So you get what I'm saying here. Don't get up. Don't get caught up in all these semantics. You got what I was going for. All right. Before I get out of here, let me uh, let me do a little bit of a uh, house cleaning here. First, make sure that you subscribe to the Add of Character podcast feed. That's where you can find this show in audio form every week but also raw and smackdown roundup podcast where i break both of those shows down segment by segment every week so make sure you go subscribe and also leave a review or a rating if you like the show if you didn't pretend it doesn't exist also make sure you follow at wwe on fox on social media twitter facebook instagram tiktok we're all over those social media platforms, so make sure you're following us there. And lastly, if you're watching this on video, make sure you subscribe to this feed. This is a great channel. We've got YouTube shorts. We've got a community tab. we got clips from Raw and SmackDown, clips from Out of Character, clips from everything. So make sure you subscribe. All right, that's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Yeah.